0: I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to this podcast. Today, we're continuing the discussion on mindsets. I've identified 15 mindsets that help people to succeed, and we've been discussing these in the last couple of weeks. Today, we're going to discuss the controlled emotions mindset, the forgiveness mindset, and the happiness mindset. Just to remind you, a mindset is a thought with information and emotions. It's like an attitude. It gives flavor to how you see the world. It is like literally putting on sunglasses and it's your perception of how you see events. Mindsets are very, very powerful and everything that you do all day long is viewed through your mindsets. So if your mindsets aren't under control, you're going to have a very toxic day. Successful people control their mindsets and cultivate healthy mindsets. So, today we're going to talk about the controlled emotions mindset, the forgiveness mindset, and the happiness mindset. Let's start with the controlled emotions mindset. This is an interesting mindset because if you repress and hide emotions, the time will come when those buried emotions will suddenly come pouring out. Emotions are alive and dynamic and constantly on the ground on the move, a bit like a volcano, they will explode unless dealt with. And of course, it will happen at the most inopportune time because buried emotions are not controlled thoughtful emotions, they are chaotic. That volcano will explode when it wants to explode and you literally can't plan for it. So they will explode in some way, at some time, and this could affect the way that you're functioning mentally and physically, or both, or one or the other. Emotions are also completely unique to you because emotions don't happen to you. Emotions are made by you. You are unique in how you perceive events. So you create your own unique emotions with every thought that you build. You're a thinking being. All day long you are thinking. As you think, feel and choose, you build thoughts. And those thoughts have got information and emotions. These thoughts with information and emotions are unique to you. And these are what your mindsets are. Your mindsets are these thoughts, these emotions. So they are unique. No one can have your emotions. They don't happen to you. Emotions don't happen to you. Anger doesn't happen to you. And um, whatever, and anger is a broad umbrella term because under anger is a whole bunch of different unique experiences. 8 billion people, 8 billion different unique experiences of anger and they're going to change in every situation. So emotions don't happen to you. Emotions are made by you. And I'm stressing this point because it means that you have control. A controlled emotions mindset that means exactly that, that you are able, science shows us that you are able to control the kind of emotions that you have inside of you. And you do that by acknowledging the toxic, not suppressing, acknowledging the healthy, developing the healthy and eliminating the toxic emotions. You see, when you express your emotions in a healthy way, you actually allow the free flow of neuropeptides through your brain and your body. You also allow the free flow of quantum energy through your brain and your body and this allows all bodily systems to function as a healthy whole. However, when you repress and deny your emotions, whatever they may be, you block the network of quantum and chemical pathways and you stop the flow of good chemicals and energy that run your biology and your behavior and you'll feel it. You'll feel this in how you're functioning, how you're thinking, how you're running your daily life. Success comes from expressing your emotions in a healthy way. When you don't express your emotions in a healthy way you'll be working against your customized wired for love mode. When you do this for years which we can kind of sometimes become really good at suppressing our emotions you see essentially becoming an expert at not feeling what you feel which in turn creates tremendous conflict in your mind and damage in your brain and body. I don't know if you've ever heard of those people that are so healthy and at the prime of their life, they're so healthy and they seem to be so happy and in control and they drop down dead from a heart attack. And you think, why? They were the healthiest people. They seem so in control. Very often we can put up a front, but we're living a lie because deep down inside there's all these emotions that we're suppressing. And if you don't deal with them, it's going to eventually eat away at your body and your body just won't be able to handle it. Unfortunately, many of us have become like this, experts at hiding our emotions. All we think we have, Because you don't really ever hide your emotions. What we do instead is we create neurochemical chaos in our brains. And signs of suppressed feelings that arise from this kind of conflict include irritability and short temper and overreactivity, and anxiety, frustration, fear, impulsiveness, a desire for control, perfectionism, self-doubt are just a few of the things. And then there's all the physical things. Our heart's been strained, our immune system's been strained, our blood pressure rises. This is not healthy for us. Emotion is also really, really fast. Now listen to this. It takes about 100 milliseconds for our non-conscious mind to react emotionally and about 600 milliseconds for our conscious mind to actually register that action. So by the time you decide it's better not to get mad or to be sad or to react in a certain way, your face has already been expressing it for about 500 milliseconds. So people are already picking up the vibe it's actually too late. The emotional signal has already been sent. It's kind of like pressing send on your text before you double check the content and who you're sending it to. I'm sure you've done that. I've done that often by mistake. So we need to become very aware of the repress strategy and use it with caution because it doesn't do what we actually hope it will do. It doesn't make the pain go away. We're not really hiding we are still sending out that negative signal or that worry signal, whatever it may be. It doesn't really calm us down or reduce the aggression Most of the time we shut down out of shock or habit or simply not knowing what else to do. When we name our emotions, it helps us to think more clearly about them and it also helps others to help to understand what we're going through so this is a very good way of starting to con- of, to control your emotions is to name those emotions and out loud explain how you're feeling to yourself and to others. This helps us to begin the process and it also gives others the chance to respond and to empathize. So when you acknowledge that you're expressing your uniquely created emotions in response to a particular situation, it's an important step in detoxing your mind and your brain. For more information on emotions and the controlled emotion mindset, you can go to my book, Think, Learn, Succeed. Let's talk a little bit about the forgiveness mindset. We are often told to forgive and forget the wrongs that we suffer. But it turns out that there's actually scientific truth and obviously gut logic behind this common saying. Research shows us that when we forgive, the details of a transgression, of what what someone's done to us, are more susceptible to being forgotten when the transgression has been forgiven. So when you don't forgive, the details grow and can consume you. But when you forgive, the details fade. You disconnect from that person or persons who hurt you. And you actually weaken the physical toxic structure in your brain that is keeping you connected to the person or persons who hurt you. So forgiveness is a very healthy brain process. Forgiveness en- forgiveness enables you to release toxic thoughts of anger and resentment and bitterness and shame and grief, regret, guilt, hate. These things will destroy you. These things will chew you up inside. Hanging on to anger, resentment, bitterness, these things will really destroy the chemistry of your brain and your body and feed back into your mind and make you feel awful. It disentangles you when you forgive you are dis- being, you are literally disentangling from the source of the issue, and then you remove the toxic negative energy from that thinking. Forgiveness changes the brain in a really, really positive way. Just a little bit of brain stuff. research shows that when you forgive someone, it actually increases the size of the brain's anterior superior temporal sulcus, which is the front side part of your brain. And in fact, the larger amount of gray matter in your brain, or this growth in your brain, in this patch of the cortex, is the more we grow it, the easier it becomes to forgive in the future. So the more we forgive, practice forgiving, the easier it becomes to forgive and the healthier we become. So the more you forgive, the more likely you are to forgive. Forgiveness is therefore incredibly good for your health. Let's talk about the happiness mindset now. Happiness has more to do with the sense of inner satisfaction than external consumption. It's the joy you have living the meaningful good life. So happiness is meaningful good life. It's not about getting stuff. It's about meaning in your life, connecting with others, feeling like you have achieved something. It revolves around your ability to focus on the positive, to connect with others and to have meaningful relationships in a community. Happiness is also knowing where you belong and knowing why you're alive, regardless of your circumstances. It's interesting that research from Berkeley found that people with the strongest social connections are the happiest. We are very social animals. In quantum physics, we call this the law of entanglement, the law of relationships. It's the most important law in describing how we as humans function. We're designed for relationships. Our bodies actually respond very positively when we become very active members in a community. So just a bit of a brain thing again. For example, when you, when you connect with others, when you are able to find this meaning in life this, that leads to this happiness, the mesolimbic dopamine system, which is a system in the brain that's linked to addiction. And addiction is actually a good word. It means to be consumed by something. It lights up when we give to others, giving us a deep sense of pleasure. So what I'm saying here is that we have structures in our brain, we have systems in our brain that are designed to be activated in a very positive way when we reach out and love others and give to others and our, and help others and and put others literally before ourselves and this results in an increased sense of pleasure and an increased level of happiness. Essentially, we're hardwired to love and serve others and this is where we get meaning and where we get happiness. So another point about happiness is that happiness precedes success. A lot of people think, well, when I've got that job, when I've got that degree, when I've got that husband or wife, when I've got this, when I've got that, then I'll be happy. But research shows it's actually the other way around. The happiness precedes the success. So the happier you are, the more likely you are to succeed. So working harder and achieving some kind of entrepreneurial or academic or personal goal will not automatically make you happier. You may achieve them, but the happiness is going to precede the success. And the happier that you are before their success, the quicker the success comes and the more you will actually enjoy the success. Research found a very, very interesting causal relationship between happiness and satisfaction and successful business and life outcomes. The satisfaction that comes from being truly happy plays a vital role in success. Happiness, satisfaction and success are not static markers in your life. They're dynamic. They keep changing. They're powerful. They're as powerful as your thinking makes them. So you're actually in control of what I like to call your happiness meter. You essentially control your happiness meter. It's dynamic. It's not a singular state. It's going to change and fluctuate. It has different levels. But when you're aware of this this loving nature of ours to reach out and connect with others and give and serve others, there's a sense of happiness that grows within us. Increasing levels of happiness results in success. And success rate, rates will rise dramatically as you increase your happiness. So much research shows this. The brain also works significantly better when you choose to feel happy in the midst of a challenge. So there's an interesting one. Sometimes you just don't feel happy and you're in the midst of a challenge. But by using your mind, which, is pummel, which controls your brain, to choose to be happy, your brain changes. So in the midst of a challenging situation, try this. Try this this week when you're in the midst of a challenging situation. Choose to be happy and choose. And if you're battling to do that, to get that happy, then do something for someone. Reach out and help someone, which activates those parts of your brain that will help you to then experience that feeling of peace and happiness, which will then propel you forward into being happy in the midst of a challenge. I have found repeatedly in my research and clinical experience and personal life that excitement rises when we adopt a positive attitude and persist in the face of a daunting task. I always ask myself this Do I want to give energy to the toxic situation by getting all worked up and not letting go and making myself unhappy? Or do I want to move all my mental energy onto a positive outcome that keeps my happiness meter up? Your happiness level keeps you functional and moving forward. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and I've been teaching from my book about mindsets called Think, Learn, Succeed.